It's Monday, May 24th, 2021. I'm Tanya Harris, and welcome to TMI Daily, your daily roundup of everything people are talking about online since they aren't allowed to talk about it in person. After nearly five months of protecting the Capitol due to the January 6th insurrection, National Guard troops are finally leaving Washington, D.C. today. Fox News was quick to claim that this was a case of Biden's administration taking jobs away that Donald Trump created. U.S. military personnel are calling out Texas Senator and Mexico vacationer Ted Cruz for saying our soldiers have been emasculated in a tweet last week. One word of caution to the military. Don't call Ted's wife ugly or he may enlist. Amazon has temporarily shut down development at its new Connecticut site after seven nooses were found at the construction zone. Authorities have still not determined whether this is a hate crime or just customers returning nooses they purchased on Amazon. New York City houses of worship were allowed to open at a 100% capacity yesterday for the first time in 14 months. Ironically, even with all those extra prayers, the Knicks still lost their first playoff game in a decade. Bowing to mounting pressure, CNN has fired former Republican U.S. Senator Rick Santorum as a political senior political commentator after remarks he made about Native American culture. No word yet on what culture CNN's next Republican hire is planning to offend. John Coates, the head of the International Olympic Committee, said that the Tokyo Olympics will go forward this summer even if Japan is in a state of emergency due to COVID-19. This is fantastic news for anyone worried that the Olympics weren't already enough like the Hunger Games. Little Nas X had a wardrobe malfunction on Saturday Night Live when his pants ripped during his performance. This was a welcome change for SNL where they are usually accused of ripping things off, not ripping something while it's on. On Sunday, Chase Beckham was named this year's American Idol. With the win, Beckham joins Lane Hardy, Just Sam, Trent Harmon, Nick Fradiani, and many, many more names you only hear once a year when someone new wins American Idol. Disgraced former star Kevin Spacey has been cast in his first film role since Scandal derailed his career in 2017. In the new film, Spacey will play a sex crime detective, which should be a cinch for him since those are the only people he's been able to get a meeting with, with over the last four years. Last night was the Billboard Music Awards. Not surprisingly, the big winner of the night was Anyone who just found out from me that they missed the Billboard Music Awards last night. Now let's send it over to tonight's TMI Daily cast and crew roundtable. Stay safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new week of TMI Daily. I'm Veronica Aiello, and as always, I'm joined by some of my TMI Daily crew. Let's go around and say hello to everyone watching at home or listening to our TMI Daily podcast. Let's start with you, Pete. I'm thrilled that it's this hot on a Monday. Just, <laughs> if you're not here in, in, in Los Angeles, you have no concept of how hot it is. And it says on the screen it's 81. That's wrong. I don't care what the, what the guy tells me. It's not 81. It's at least 91. Uh, it's 81 downstairs in our house. It's 95 up here. In it's house. at least. Mm. At least. Yeah. Elizabeth. 
Uh, how's everybody doing on this fine Monday? I was, I almost have to sneeze. Sorry. I really threw off. <laughs> no, it's, it's, no, I got sneeze blue balls, so it's, it's not coming through. Oh. You know, where you feel like you're going to sneeze and then you don't. Yeah. What does it have to do with blue balls? Sneeze blue balls. It's like, okay. you don't finish the sneeze. I've never had a problem with <laughs> blue balls at the same time. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, I believe you need to hear about Pete and Blue Balls, but okay. <laughs> Happy Monday. Woo! I got to start preparing intros for this. Yeah, really, you should work on that. Really work on this. <laughs> Chris. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, happy Monday. Happy to be back. Happy to be uh, talking to you guys one more time. Uh, shameless plug, if you want to see me do some jokes live, actually live, not on a screen, but you can actually see me physically tell the jokes. I'm be at Flappers uh, Friday, June 2nd at 7.30 in the YooHoo room, so you can come see me live there. Also, if you like hearing my voice and want to hear more of it, uh, Elizabeth Stanton and I do a podcast called Show Me What I've Been Missing. You can Download that at any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can hear more of me in uh, this voice, and you can hear some of her voice because it's kind of nice. So, so Chris, Thank with, you. With, with your um, with your live show, is this an indoor experience? This is an indoor experience, but uh, you know, uh, you know, if you if you're vaccinated and you feel like uh, getting out to see some uh, some some comedy, come and do it. You know, what I mean, they get they get they're they're very safe. Uh, I've they've already made me do like several different uh, videos on what I have to do to, to protect myself and others. So uh, I feel like uh, the audience is probably going to have to go through that too. So be prepared. Well, have they done videos for the people coming? Because I think that's the ones we'd be worried about more. That's a different kind of video. That's on uh, X. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, there, is there some kind of like safety check? We're getting uh, those Pierre Martin tests when we get to the door or anything? Probably. It's probably going to be a questionnaire or two that you're going to have to figure it, fill out before you uh, you come inside. So. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, that's, that's the world we live Poppers in. I was really at the front end of technology when it came to the COVID pandemic. Well, here's the thing. Uh, but comedians don't have health insurance, so they got to protect us at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, where could people get tickets for that show? You can go to flapperscomedy.com and you can get yourself your tickets. I believe they're 20, but if you use the promo code that I'm going to be putting out soon on my Instagram, I can get you some a uh, little bit of a discount. So be on the lookout for that. There you go. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. And Danny, how you doing, my friend? Hey, everybody. Happy Monday. And for everybody here in Los Angeles, it's sandwich week. So it's time to support small businesses and give a plug to your favorite sandwich shop. Today, I got to give a plug to the Chicken Parmesan Sandwich at Georgie's in La Tignana Flintridge. Delicious, delicious, delicious. Hmm. Are you making any live appearances this week, Danny? Um, yeah, I'll be at work on Wednesday. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be telecommuting the other days. <laughs> Yo, you know what would be funny if like a bunch of our fans showed up to your job. That's how we don't want people to actually show up considering <laughs> what we do. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. safe out there, people. They're gonna make you break down all the rap babies and what's but the difference between them. Can we get a discount code for it? Dan? <laughs> I don't think we provide discount codes over there. <laughs> okay, so let's start tonight's show. It's another week, and there's a lot to catch up on. So we're gonna start tonight with just one question, in which I'll ask you one question about the stories we didn't get to cover over the weekend. 
In the last few days, Marjorie Taylor Greene equated being forced to wear a mask on the floor of Congress to Jews who had to wear stars on their clothing during the Holocaust. Rand Paul said that he will not get vaccinated till someone proves to him that anyone got severely ill or died from COVID. Ron Johnson said that most of the people who entered the Capitol on, on January 6th were jovial and good-spirited. CNN fired Rick Santorum for saying Native Americans had no culture until white Europeans came. And, ah, oh, Ted Cruz, who never served our country one day in his life, called our military emasculated compared to the Russians. So my question is, we know that the Republican Party isn't going to do anything about these people and their hateful and dangerous rhetoric. So should the media just stop reporting on everything they say or will it only make things worse? You know, I am just so sick and tired of these assholes. There. Yeah, I, I, wanted, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was like, I want to be like, fuck her, fuck him, fuck that guy, fuck them as well. Like, I just... It's just <laughs> ridiculous. It's, it's exhausting. Chris, yeah. let's talk with you, then I'll go to Pete. Uh, first off, I want to uh, get my, correct my man's history because Europeans did not have culture. It was actually Africans that came over to Europe and taught Europeans how to wash their ass and fucking math and all this other shit that they know now. So Europeans didn't know none of that shit. It was Africans that taught you all that shit. So get your history right, first of all. Secondly, I'm glad that shit like that is coming out because, you know, yes, there are crazy out there who are going to see this and, 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 and believe it, but there are also people who are, you know, sane, uh, and, and and smart and and not completely you know brainwashed by their political parties and they're gonna see these idiots say shit like this and be like you know what maybe don't vote them in the next time because clearly we have idiots running in in, in positions of power that are calling themselves Republicans so uh, yeah keep running stories like this because you know and and with 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 Trump being phased out now. The uh, nobody's gonna have him to be the whipping boy because Trump was kind of the big idiot, and the other Republicans or or, or right wings, however you want to call them, uh, they got to hide behind uh, under his blanket of idiotry. But now that he's gone, they don't have that blanket to hide under. So all these motherfuckers are gonna get exposed, and I can't wait for them to be slowly fucking voted out by their own constituents because you can't spit out no bullshit rhetoric like this and not have any backlash i mean there has to be a point where you go past like opinion to just straight up like idiocracy yeah you know really quick before i go to pete one of the things that you just said chris with you know trump being out of the picture i feel like someone like ted cruz is like trying to be like the knockoff trump because he thinks he's being cute by tweeting because he right. tweets like every 30 minutes yeah. He's, you know, he's like the new bully now on Twitter and this and that. He's such he's and terrible at it. And everybody that, that dunks on him so fucking hard. Yeah. He tries yeah. to pull it and he gets dunked on exactly. every time. It's every really, really funny. Time. They're like, no, you know what? By the way, and he gets checked real quick. Yeah. But yeah. the other thing I was going to say, as much as I detest and I hate Trump, I do give him some credit for having some charisma. Right. And I'm not saying that in a positive way, but I'm no, just no, no. The guy and Texas doesn't even have that. Right. He's got as much charisma as like gum on the bottom of someone's shoe. So <laughs> he's trying to replicate this. He's trying to be the next Trump and he's really bad at, at doing it. And I think well, that's what is And it doesn't matter I mean, even if he, I don't know about. Even if he was good at it, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, 
Trump did such a number on this country that nobody wants to see a second coming of him. Nobody wants to see a different version of him or a 2.0 version of him. Like everybody's fucking exhausted. I mean, of course, for his, you know, starch followers who believe that he's the second coming of Christ, that's different. But like the people who are normal and who are just like Republicans and not Trump supporters, they're fucking done with that shit. Like they don't want to see no more of that shit because it makes them look bad. Honestly, it's hard to like. It, it it became so cool to bash the right wing now that like they're kind of ashamed and like Trump brought that shame on them for being Republicans and like people who were not just Trump supporters but they were just you know Republicans are ashamed and like people like Ted Cruz and all these other motherfuckers saying spitting out this dumb shit like that's that's just doing nothing but destroying the party and nobody who is like an actual smart human being a rational human being wants to see that shit. Yeah, and and let's not forget, of course, that Trump called his wife ugly and right. accused his father of murder. Let's yeah. forget about all that because it doesn't matter to him anymore. Yeah. Well, Ted Cruz is the Zodiac. Sorry. Well, <laughs> you know, my, my problem more than anything else with all this is that so many of these people are utterly irrelevant. Um, I mean, Marjorie <clears throat> has no authority at all in the government any longer. She's had she's been stripped of all of her assignments. All she can do right now is hang around and wait for the next election. So every time they put her on television, or they put what she does on television, you're just creating more oxygen for her to, to, to go out and fundraise off of and to try and build her cult of, of personality off of. And it's like what I think people don't seem to realize, and, and they should start understanding this now, Fox News didn't get Donald Trump elected. CNN did, MSNBC did, all the mainstream media did because the Fox News people were going to vote for whoever had an R next to their name. It didn't matter whether it was Trump or it was somebody else. It was those other people that actually got him elected. The, the people that were somewhere like maybe disaffected uh, Obama voters or people that didn't vote, you know, ever before, or didn't vote in the last election, whatever it was. But then they saw Trump and they saw, oh, my God, this guy is talking the same nonsense that I talk about with my friends, you know, at the bar or, you know, he hates the same people I hate. Well, they didn't hear that anywhere other than on on mainstream media, like what everybody says, you know, mainstream media, Fox News should get on its hands and knees and blow mainstream media because without mainstream media, Fox would be a fringe network. Yeah, they have a huge audience, but their huge audience is is three or four million people. It's not a hundred million people. It's not like there's there's this 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 incredible amount of people that are sitting around um, saying, wait, we got to see what Fox News has to say. It's three million on a good night. They get to four million people. And that is literally who Fox is speaking to. And those people were not going to do anything, you know, that, that, that resembled any kind of change. They were going to stick with exactly what they want. Um, and so when you see Rand Paul is a fucking idiot. I mean, he's an eye doctor and he actually had the balls to go on television and say, I've never heard of one person who actually got sick or died from COVID. Didn't his neighbor punch him too? Said that. I think so. Yeah, wasn't he assaulted by a neighbor? His neighbor fucking yeah, took I mean, his, neighbor, at him? his neighbor didn't beat the shit out of him enough. Yeah. Can <laughs> someone just cough on him? And you know what? Yeah, they, right? it, he comes. <laughs> he 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 put he drapes it all in this libertarian bullshit. We know a few people that are libertarians. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sure that maybe to some extent they buy into this bullshit too because. Because getting a vaccination because the government wants you to is like the worst thing you could do, you know, as opposed to dying from from a virulent disease, which is something I guess you should have the right to do if you want. Or worse, spreading that disease. to Yeah, which is the worst part about it. 
Yeah. You know, but but you just you see these people like the Rick Santorum thing. You know, they fired him a month after he makes a comment about that there was no culture on, on this continent until white Europeans came here. Now this is now CNN who who gets blasted all the time for being completely partisan. They have this habit of hiring Republicans, you know, or f- former Republican politicians or operatives, and then having to fire them. I mean, for a long time, their their um, one of their main people was was Jason Miller, who's the guy who now does all the speaking for Trump. Um, and the only reason why they fired him is because he knocked somebody up who wasn't married to him, and and then decided not to pay for any any of it. So he became a deadbeat dad. So that's why they got rid of him. Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey uh, Lord, who was who was there for a long time, he got he got um, fired for the same reason that Santorum did. But he 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 equated something else to the Nazis. Apparently, equating things to the Nazis is a really fun thing to do if you're really far right now. But it's like they just if you don't put these people in those positions, I mean, I get it. You you want to say, oh, well, we have to listen to what they have to say because we have to know what they're talking about. We really don't. We really don't like because you know what. They've learned to stop listening to Trump. I mean, that asshole puts out a, puts out a blog on his MySpace site three or four times a day, and we rarely hear about any of it anymore because he's essentially the Clint, Clint Eastwood character from Gran Torino, uh, and, that, and that's it. He's he's get off my lawn now, and everybody knows that. And the only people who don't know that are all these ass sucks that are just following him around, like Matt Gates and. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates is going to go to fucking jail because he raped me. And what did he rape? He's had sex with an underage girl. Why are we listening to what he has to say anymore? That's yeah. the shit that I don't get. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, though? I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I'm going to. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have so much in my head right now that I'm like, ah. Um, <laughs> when you said, Pete, you know, too, like how now they're equating, you know, Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. Where was the outrage when, for example, we had Charlottesville and there were people, you know, Marching with tiki torches saying the Jews will not replace us. Where was the outrage there? Oh, wait, no, there were fine people there, too, according to the president. That's what just, like, the hypocrisy is just getting worse and worse. You and know, the thing is, we can, we can sit here and talk all day. I know. That. It's the same bullshit and over and over again. Is, the problem is when we talk about it, people say, oh, you're just very partisan. You're just, you're a liberal. No, we and, saw and it. Know, we heard it. <laughs> this was, all the stuff you said at the, in, that, in that thing happened in the last week. I know. Every one of those things. I mean, I'm sure some Democrat did some dumb shit in the last week, but you know what? Nobody's listening about it to it because it's not important enough to talk about. If we stop talking about these people, if nobody talks about Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's essentially just like Freddy Krueger. Turn her back on her and she disappears. She <laughs> disappears into the backward redneck toilet that she comes from. That's that's literally what happens, but they won't stop <clears> because it seems more interesting to keep talking about what an asshole she is and that you stop listening to her yeah let me go to elizabeth and then we'll go on to the next story go ahead elizabeth sorry well yeah and the other problem too is um they just perpetuate this like endless culture war so they don't have any real policy especially like a marjorie taylor green uh you know or Rand paul they have like no po- like they don't focus on any policy thing it's just how am i being oppressed today by whatever uh, you know, malarkey that they can think of with the masks. <laughs> yes, I said malarkey. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the, the masks or prove to me someone died of COVID. Like, you know, that's wild. That's they, wild. they just don't, that's, and, or, you know, or it goes to Dr. Seuss, you know, a few months ago. And it's just, as I'm not the one who came with this, but someone pointed out, like, basically, yeah, they, it's all they do now is culture war stuff. They don't actually, 
legislate anything useful, either pass anything or do anything useful for, uh, you know, constituents. But then people don't care at the same time because they just get embroiled in the like us versus them. That's their whole strategy. And that's what's so frustrating, like what Pete was saying with the, you know, the focus that they get. It just drives that wedge deeper and deeper and deeper. And if we just ignored some of the like, yeah goofy shit they were doing on you know on the floor or speaking or whatever we might have a shot but they also generate ratings and so that's you got to keep them covered and that's how the cycle goes and then i just i the mask thing too among her many many psychotic tendencies i just can't i can't wrap my head around how i was thinking about this the other day about why being asked to wear a mask was the most oppressive thing anyone's been asked to do in the, his- Jews, right? in the history of humankind i just i'm like it's real it's really not that bad a thing to do like i just don't get it like uh but everybody's a selfish asshole so i guess you know yo and, and, but, and, by the way they, i i've got to track down this article but there's an article i think in the from the atlantic or the New Yorker, or something about a town in New Hampshire that was run solely by libertarians, and it got overrun with bears <laughs> because no one wanted to follow any rules. And when they tell people, "Hey, don't leave your trash out or don't feed the bears," people said that infringes on my freedom. And then the next thing you know, the fucking town is overrun with bears. Uh, that is so great. It's like yeah. the logical that's, weird endpoint. Yeah. That's, that's going to happen. I mean, like in, in the in a sense with with the whole COVID thing, because we're going to reach herd immunity in this state. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's only a matter of time, and there's going to be about 25 states that we're going to reach herd immunity in, where where unless people come into your state, you're not going to have COVID here. And so, yeah, we'll still get cases because some idiot will be coming to Disneyland from buttfuck Georgia or wherever they come from, um, and, and they'll still spread it. But what will happen is you're going to see when we get to the fall and to the winter again, 20, 25,000 people getting it again mm. every day, but it'll be in 10, 10 states. So yeah. yeah, they'll be overrun with the bear of, of COVID. Yeah. You know, and that's, and, and, and you know what it's, it, and they'll never sit there and say to themselves, it's Tucker Carlson's fault because he told us not to wear a mask or it's Rand Paul's fault because he said nobody's ever you died. Know what? And I bet you Rand Paul is one of those like idiots where he, he probably already got vaccinated. Oh, he, he absolutely he's got vaccinated. Of being, yeah, those they all have, they're all lying. Have. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the funny so thing. Yeah. He got his vaccine already. And instead of, you know, doing something right for the people that listen to him, instead they, you know, he hides it because he, he thinks he's so manly. I Philip found the article, by the way. I know, I just said, uh, thank you, Philip, for finding the article. I, you know what, Philip? I love your research. He is good. He, he is, is really good. good. Yeah, just, did you want to weigh in before we move Just in? give them the Matt Damon treatment. You know, say you're going to talk about, you know, Ted Cruz and wait till the very end of the show and be like, oh, we ran out of time. Yeah, Just like Jimmy Kimmel would do. You know, enough giving them the light. Yeah, you know, I stop agree. talking about them, maybe they go away. And that, that's like that we're going to move. If you were to stop talking about that plastic family, maybe they'll go away too. And then maybe <laughs> at the end, near the end of it, Sarah Silverman will do a song about how she fucked Ted Cruz. Um, I stand. I thought that gag, she, she originated <laughs> that. I thought that was the funniest thing. And then everybody acted like Kimmel's follow up where he did I fucked Ben Affleck was the height. Of like it was, they act like it was so much better. I was like, she did it first. He, 
it wouldn't be a, 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 an I fucked Ben Affleck with all his celebrity friends in it if she had done the gag first. <laughs> in respect or respect, dude. <clears throat> oh, pissed me off. Okay, so next story. A new U.S. intelligence report is claiming that three doctors in a Wuhan lab were hospitalized with a mysterious ailment almost a month before the first known cases of COVID-19 appeared in the region. Also, over the weekend, Dr. Anthony Fauci said that he's not convinced that COVID-19 developed naturally, as the Chinese government and the World Health Organization is claiming. So my question to you guys tonight is, if investigators find irrefutable proof that COVID was created in a lab in Wuhan and accidentally got out, should China be made liable for lawsuits from every person worldwide who wants to claim that the pandemic adversely affected their lives? How do you feel about their responsibility if they prove it? Pete. See, I was trying to think that out a little bit before. Me too. Because, I mean, obviously there should be worse than somebody suing them. I mean, obviously, if that's the case, mm-hmm. I mean, there's got to like be sanctions and everything else. But it's like you start to think to yourself, like, what if the whole world sued a country? Like, how, how would that even work? I mean, could you have a, 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 you know, a class action suit against an entire country? Because now it's becoming more and more obvious. Like, I, like I, read, I read a study earlier today that said what, one of the reasons why a lot of scientists are now starting to think that this really did originate inside the lab is because the World Health Organization said that it started inside a, an animal in, in the wet market, but mm-hmm. they still have not identified what kind of animal it was. And they said by now, based on, on the virology and everything else, they would have been able to pinpoint the exact type of animal that it came from, where it was and everything else. And for some reason, China just can't seem to figure that out. And, and you would think that in, in, in a circumstance like this, where the entire world um, was put in peril and so, and so many million people, to, was it two million people almost now have died from this, that like China would want to get to the bottom of it, but they seem to be dragging their feet. So maybe there is some truth to this. So, but how, how, do, you, how do you hold them accountable? I mean, you, you, you clearly don't hold them accountable by hurting Asian Americans in this country, which is, which is a horrific thing because it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. And you can't really affect, you know, hurt the people in China because it's not their fault. It's the government and the, and the, and, and the medical community that could have done this. And how do, you, how do you hold them accountable? What do you do to them? Elizabeth? Yeah, because I, uh, at the very least, I don't know. It's not. This is not so much about holding them accountable, but it it, fe- it feels like the the bat thing at the wet market was almost like a weird uh, cover story. If that if this is all true, and then unfortunately it sparked like major racism, you know, the world over, and especially here in the U.S. So I don't know, you know, if there's any like. <laughs> turn the tables on that and be like, look, we fucked up, but like, you didn't have to be dicks about it uh, and like attack people in the streets. But yeah, I don't know how you hold a whole ca- country accountable. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what the, what the German model is maybe when, when it comes, you know, with regards to the Holocaust. I don't know if that's Yikes. something. I mean, that was 6 million people, you know, and they, they've done different things to, you know, make the amends that they could as, you know as a country it's very hard to do and obviously you can't replace people that's the biggest loss of all um i you know i don't know if there's like pain but you know what does payment do really at the end of the day yeah i mean especially for you know for people who lost their lives it's like you can't yeah. yeah but 
there's also like I could complain that I like had a hard pandemic and had a hard time. We all could, you know, but uh, it's nothing compared to the pandemic. (laughs) It's nothing compared to, um, you know, yeah, like I said, loss, losing a person. Right, exactly. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, First of all, we can't even have this conversation as Americans because where the fuck are our reparations for slavery? We ain't even done that shit yet. So how did we go come for China talking about making them pay for people who lost their lives and shit like that? Like, there's, there's no way. Also, too, really, what can you do? I mean, as far as, like, especially uh, if you look at it, like, economically, right? Like, how are we going to come for China? Most of the world's shit comes from there like most of their shit is manufactured there especially us like even if even if everybody even if every one of our allies was like all right we're coming for china we're gonna make them pay america would still have to sit there and shut the fuck up because i would say a good what like what like 45 60 50 percent of our shit our markets comes from from china half of our shit is manufactured there half you know what i mean like we can't say shit and plus two we owe so many countries including China, so much money. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if we even were to step up, China would be like, oh, we're? Cool. Check out this balance y'all still fucking owe us of of trillions of dollars. Oh, you don't want to pay that? Then shut the fuck up. So, really, we can't say anything because uh, at the end of the day, even if if we do find out that China is responsible for this and we do track it immediately to them, we just got to take that one on the chest. Like, that's it. That's really all we can do. Yeah, that, that, that's a tough one. Yeah. Because you, really, you can't sanction them because when you sanction them, you're really sanctioning the people who live in the country. Yeah. And, and you're not doing them any good by starving out and starving the poorest people yeah. in, in mm-hmm. a country of a billion people. Absolutely. You're yeah. doing shit. It makes yeah. no sense. And it would just make us seem like, as I'm saying, even if, like I said, if we joined the side, even if it was other countries, it would fall on us. It would immediately fall on us. Second that it was even in the talks about the second that you get into a big over room at the UN and start talking about it, somehow we'd be the assholes because we're just there. I just the only thing I would love is to see the uh the, like the ambulance chaser commercials for it. Have you been, <laughs> have you been affected by the pandemic? You might be entitled to compensation. <laughs> call one eight hundred China now. Call one eight hundred G E T China. <laughs> but I think we have a sketch here. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. I would love to see that. That would be. I would love to see ads like that pop up. I mean, listen. If there is a time for these like bus bus bench like fucking lawyers to, to come through, this is a time to capitalize. Why not? Oh. <laughs> I called attorney Gary. I called attorney Gary Johnson at one eight hundred China now, and he got me forty five dollars for my my pain and suffering. Hey, Gene Wentworth, can I please get my money from China? It's my money. I deserve it. I have a structured settlement for China, and I need cash now. Yeah, we gotta get the the Texas hammer. If it's proven anytime soon. If it's proven anytime soon, what the IOC can definitely do is take away the Winter Olympics from Beijing, who are set to host 2022. There you go. So you take that away, that's going to hit them and hit them hard. There you go. That's a good international way of everybody coming together and saying, nope, we're not going to go to Beijing. We're going to go somewhere else. Well, Danny, you just mentioned the Olympics, and that's what our next story is about. So that was a good uh, smooth transition. So John Coates, the vice president of the International Olympic Committee, 
said over the weekend that the year-delayed Tokyo Olympics are going to take place this summer, even if Japan is in a state of emergency due to COVID. <laughs> so my question is, should the United States government threaten to pull our athletes out of the games if Japan has a positivity rate higher than what doctors think is safe for the athletes to be exposed to? I say yes. <laughs> Elizabeth. Yeah, I mean, but it also makes it sound like even if Japan is like, please do not hold these right now. We are in a crisis. The the Olympic Committee is like, fuck you. We got to watch people dive into a pool. Now. We got to watch horse dancing. Now. If, if this doesn't go through, the world is in tatters and it's your fault, Japan. And like, it really, I I know that's not what it is, but it just every time it's like we're going, I hear we're going forward, whether or not Japan is like ready, it just makes it sound like poor Japan's like, guys, we we really can't do this right now. We're we had a spike. We thought we were vaccinated well enough, but we're not. They, this is not a good time. And just like the the International Olympic Committee is like, if we don't see people play lifting weights and making that struggle face. <laughs> dropping big heavy metal bars after the fact <laughs> the, the world truly has come to an end like fuck the olympics there's no point i did anyone watch there was a documentary on hbo led by michael phelps all about how goddamn awful it is to be an olympic athlete and how it is you end up basically most of the time in misery broke and like a shattered human being, and yet we're like, "Yay, Olympics!" all the time. It was a really depressing. I have to watch it. It sounds interesting. Yeah, because I love the Olympics. Yeah, it was really <laughs> heartbreaking. Because like, I, I can't. Uh, there was a track and field star. She was like working at fucking Panera Bread and some shit after the Olympics. Uh, all this horrible. Like, it just made it sound like, "What the fuck are we even doing <laughs> when we do these?" So I, the Olympics, I've just never like I. After childhood, you know, where like it made it seemed like a big deal, I've just never been that into Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> See, and again, it's all about timing because this guy John Coates makes a statement over the weekend, and all these people go nuts. Oh, like that's crazy! You you don't mind putting athletes at risk? And then around three o'clock this afternoon, the State Department put out a warning telling Americans not to go to Japan because they're involved in a stage four. Uh, escalation of uh, of um, containment with with COVID right now, so they're actually be- just behind India as far as the worst um, large scale country that, with COVID. Um, and now somehow or another, they're under the impression that in two months they'll just fix all that. Everything's going to be perfect. well. I read today they opened two really big vaccination sites in Japan, so that ought to knock it out. Yeah, so that is it. It's over. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like it, it, it's one of those things where. I, you know, and I like watching the Olympics. I, I can't tell you why, but I, but when it's on, I'm like obsessively watching it. And um, he tears up during the opening ceremony. Well, you know what it is? I kind of like, and, oh, and people probably wouldn't get this from me from most of the horrific things I say, but I kind of like watching people have their greatest moment ever. Because like, yeah. I find there to be something really like, I, I don't want to say romantic about it, but as something inspiring about it to see somebody yeah. have the best moment they'll ever have in their life, we get to watch. Yeah, um, you know, so... end up at fucking Panera Bread. Just think about that. <laughs> so, I mean, who wasn't next... rooting for Michael Phelps to win the eight gold, eight gold medals back in China? I mean, yeah, in two thousand eight, you wanted him to keep winning. You wanted him to keep winning, and when he won, it was such an inspiring moment. Yeah, so. no, it's... but now he's a crushed human being, Danny. But he know, has like major depression, like, like when the Americans won won the curling, and I got a free Big Mac. 
That was amazing. <laughs> Hilarious. Hey, Josie. <laughs> hey, so Pete, so the next time you watch, like, you know, the opening, you know, ceremony, then you get all choked up. Think of Panera Bread. Yeah, yeah I get like Panera a bitch. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, you know what, though? But Pete is right, though. There is something about that because, like, you know, uh, shit. I mean, honestly, the opening ceremonies is probably the best part of the Olympics only because that's like probably the like the most uh, like that's probably the greatest moment even for the athletes, too, because after that, it's just pressure. It's just all pressure. Like it's already pressure to get into the, the team. And now, like opening ceremonies, you get like, all right, I'm a proud whatever country I'm from. And then it's like, all right, but if you fail, you fucking suck. And you well, you know, it's, it's like it's like opening day in baseball. Like opening day in baseball, the Marlins come out and everybody's going crazy because they're not in last place yet. And for like a couple of hours, you got this hope. Well, maybe they'll just turn it around this year. Well, <laughs> hey, too. Hey, the, too. the 1984 over. Olympics gave me my first job, so I'm off of the Olympics. Because <laughs> the Russians didn't show up. And McDonald's had printed all the wrong tickets, and I kept coming in for free Big Macs because we just routed the games <laughs> to the point where my dad said, "Ah, why don't you just go work there?" And I was like, hey, "That's not a bad idea." <laughs> and and, and so now I applied right after the Olympics, and I got the job. <laughs> and now that Simone Biles landed the first year Chinkle Double Pike, you know, mm-hmm. oh, in wow. gymnastics, you have to be wanting to root for her to take it again. She is the best gymnast in the world and probably of all time. But I you still know, does I that better than men. COVID and die either. <laughs> like that's not. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not saying yeah. you know, she that. that but... here. She did that last last yesterday, and it wasn't someplace where she could get COVID. It's hard. I mean, but I understand because I, I feel what Elizabeth is saying. Like, yeah, I mean, in two months, there's no way they're going to be able to fix their problem. But I also feel like. You know, when it comes to athletes and stuff like that, I mean, think of the treatment that they got pre-COVID and like how secured and everything, like Olympic villages. Like, you know, I mean, look what they did, probably did with with. Uh, like, they're probably no, gonna, wasn't that like, Sochi? Uh, that Sochi Olympic vi- village was some kind of like uh, disease-ridden cesspool, and so was the one in, in Rio, where like. But yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what I mean too. It's like you know, and that's and that's the whole thing too. It's like. You know, you could do the whole thing like they did with the NBA and make them like stay in rooms and, and shit like that. But I mean, it's not gonna. Yeah. I mean, they, they're gonna get it either way. I, I just had the thought. Why don't they do the Olympics over Zoom? Yeah. So like Simone Biles is in her living room. She has to do her. Oh, man, <laughs> she has to do the vault in her living room. You know, her father's holding holding the phone so she can do it. Like I think that would work. I mean, like some of the sports you can't do. Like obviously you can't do soccer. You can't do some of the uh the team sports. But at least all the individual things we could do. That's true. I mean you don't need a crowd to watch somebody lift some weights. Right? We could do the Olympics. Yeah you don't need a crowd to watch somebody throw a spear across the fucking field. You good. Let's face it, some of those Olympic events don't have crowds. That's also true. So I, like, I don't think that that's a problem either. Yeah. You get like that juiced up guy in Krakow who'll just be in a yard with a big rock throwing it to see how far it'll go. And then somebody <laughs> but just, to be honest with you, Zoom, they'll walk out, they'll tape measure it, and they'll go, oh, look, he won. But yeah. to be honest with you, from what we've all heard, there is so many diseases flying around the uh, the, the athlete's village anyway. Yeah. Right. Most yeah. of them sexual yeah. diseases. They all have like yeah, chlamydia yeah. and so They are all just sleeping with yeah. everybody and, and, and all sorts of stuff. It's like a sex so, and, and And frankly, <laughs> I think if you were in the uh, uh, athlete's village in Sochi, you're not getting COVID. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. and you definitely don't I have to worry pictures. about what's in the vaccine. I saw the pictures <laughs> in there, and you are safe. Yeah. <laughs> if you survive you survived that, that, that toilet in the Olympic Village, you are safe. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, that, that's very true. Um, okay, so we're running a little behind, but I want to go over um, one more or two. Let's do two more stories. Okay, so in decades, uh, let's see, I'm sorry, I'm a little lost here. Over the weekend, Italian film actor and director Frank Nero announced that he has cast Kevin Spacey in his first film role since the allegations of sexual assault all but ended his career in 2017. So my question is, in decades to come, will 2021 be remembered as the year Kevin Spacey rose from the ashes to become one of the most honored, respected, and beloved actors of his generation, you know, like he was four years ago? Now, was he ever charged with anything? Not yet. Uh, Not yet, right? But he hasn't been charged with anything. Not yet, but there there are cases. Okay, but there are cases. Got it. I'm going to abstain from this because I have, I, I, I am a fan of Kevin Spacey's. I'm sorry. I'm just me kidding. too. Me too. Okay, I know. So I'm just, I'm going to say the thing. I love Kevin Spacey. Okay, sorry. Okay, Ugh. Elizabeth, go ahead. No, that's complicated. I've always liked Kevin complicated. Spacey. It's very complicated. You know, but like, again, you know, I, it's, uh, I don't necessarily disbelieve the people who are accusing him either. I mean, we got to see it play out, I guess, obviously, but um i just first of all i didn't completely stop acting because he kept doing those weird frank underwood in character christmas messages for like two years after he got charged and that was really really weird that's true (laughs) i don't know if that was that that feels like a clue i don't know i'm no i'm no detective i'm no no legal scholar but i just didn't feel right did it um (laughs) no uh, say that elizabeth <laughs> like I know you can't, you know, put a gut feeling in a court of law, but maybe you can. Um, no, I mean I don't think this is his comeback um, by any by any means. Um, I think he's you know kind of in though he's not in jail or anything, but he's kind of in the the Cosby Weinstein territory, or even like I mean it took him a while to get work again. But this kind of puts him in like Louis C.K. is like still working. He's just not on the same level that he was before. Mm. So you know he's not truly canceled and gone away. It's you know a consequence of allegedly being a disgusting creep to, in many cases, underage boys. So yeah. There you go. Okay. So I'm going to go to Pete, and then we'll finish with um, Chris. Go ahead. Pete. See, I don't know. I mean, like. Again, prior to this happening, Kevin Spacey was probably was arguably the the most important male actor in, in the United States. I, I mean, because he, you know, all the all the nominations, awards that he won, the fact that like when whenever there was prestige films, he was usually one of the first people to to talk about. The fact that he was on probably the most talked about cable show, well, not even cable streaming show. Um, probably, probably the show that arguably you could say created Netflix for for a generation of people because with, before that, if everybody anybody else remembers, people didn't understand why Netflix was going to stop giving you know, giving away um, DVDs and start making people watch their stuff on uh, on their computers. But then here comes you know Game of Cards and uh, you know Game I'm of sorry. Cards. Yeah, sorry, Game of Cards. I'm sorry, I'm saying Game of Cards. House of Cards. House of Cards. Yeah, I'm sorry. 
uh, saying that actually sounds like, like a great crossover all show. Sudden, by the way. Right? Which, <laughs> House yeah. of Thrones. How did I get it? So, ah, I'm a little fucking idiot. It's so, serious. Uh, that sounds like a great crossover show. I would watch it. It would be. It'd be great. So, but like the, you know, he comes along, go comes on that show, and and arguably again, most people would say they would not have watched. House of Cards, um, if it wasn't for Kevin Spacey. And then, you know, the thing is, like, some of the stuff that, like, they've, they've, that's come out about him, I, I have to admit, honestly, at least in my mind, it doesn't sound as awful as when I hear what Cosby was doing and what, and what Harvey Weinstein was doing, because it doesn't sound like any of these things were, like, I showed up in somebody's room and, and basically forced myself on them. Um, and if they didn't have sex with me, they weren't going to work. I, I mean, you know, Anthony Rapp, who was in Rent, said that he uh, that that he he basically came on to him in his room into in his room, but he didn't say he forced him to have sex. The uh, the couple of the other guys that, that that made claims all said he either grabbed them inappropriately or made inappropriate comments to him. But it was never like like you know, it never got to the point where you could almost kind of go into the rape territory, which is I think where where you lose a lot of people. And I, I just say. Myself at some point, you know, once we get further away from the Trump era, will people be less inclined to be so unforgiving about certain people? And maybe Kevin Spacey, if he would stop doing those stupid fucking videos, like like Elizabeth said, maybe they would look at him and go, you know what? I really liked him in, in you know in a lot of these movies. I really liked him, you know, in, in you know as Kaiser So say, and I, I you know I thought he was great. And spoilers, I'm just kidding. You know, but it's like. It's like maybe he's one of those guys that does get redemption because you can say what you want about Louis C.K. came back to work. And I never thought Louis C.K. was like that great a comic. I mean, I think he's a funny comic, but he was never like like you're never going to put him in the league with with like the Chris Rocks, the the, the Eddie Murphy's, Richard Pryor type comics. He was always in like a second or third tier comic. And the fact that he got caught doing essentially the same things that uh, that uh, Kevin Spacey did, with, but with with guys um, on this on the Kevin Spacey. Side, you know, there's a big difference because Kevin Spacey is an elite actor, you know, and yeah. maybe because of that, he will kind of get a second turnaround. Wait, wait, are you saying that like coming on to somebody like 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 yeah advances? But listen, from I'm an not, elite I'm actor is better than, than a second tier comedian. I mean, no, but I'm not I'm not trying to downplay. It, but what I'm saying is that when you compare it against what we've heard about Cosby and, and, and Harvey Weinstein, who by all rights, not only are, were canceled, but are in jail now. Um, like Kevin Spacey is not going to end up in jail. Like, I mean, the, there are cases that, that, that are out there, but they're going to turn civil. And that's where, the, where, where these guys are going to get their retribution because they're not going to get it in a court of law. They're not going to, I mean, they're not going to get it where they put Kevin, Kevin Spacey in jail. And I think that's, that's where the line to me kind of kind of goes. Like, if you've done something that's still reprehensible, I'm not saying it's not, where is the point of redemption? Or is there just never redemption for anybody? Um, okay, so let me get to our last just one question, which has to do... Oh, I'm sorry, Chris, you wanted to say something. No, uh, yeah, just real quick. I'll, I'll make it real quick. I, I, I'm with Pete on that because, like, you know, there has to be... Uh, not saying that there, 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 somebody needs, you know, if they were famous, they need to stay famous or nothing like that. But there has to be some kind of like reconciliation because if we're going to look at it in the sense of like in this new era where we're concentrating on mental health issues and things of that nature, well, clearly Kevin Spacey has a mental health issue. If he's into young boys or something like that, that's a mental health issue. And that's something that like he needs to be treated for and not ostracized for. And the biggest thing is like, really, if you're going to have him on a movie set is like, 
is he going to be monitored? Is everybody on set going to be comfortable with that? Because if everybody's okay with it, then I don't see the problem with it. Because like Pete said, he is a great actor. Like, name a movie he was terrible in. I, I'll wait. You can't name one because he's yeah. a great actor. You know what I'm saying? So like that one where he was a talking cat. <laughs> what movie was that? Called oh, like yeah, Nine yeah, Lives yeah. or something. Oh. Was in, he, yeah, Nine Lives was not that good. Yeah. Oh, I never seen it. Never heard check of it. and fucking mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, was he not good in it, or was the movie not good itself? He's not Both. Good in it. Bill Murray was a much better animated cat than he was. Bill yeah. Murray is a trash animated cat, and Garfield was a trash animated. No, I'm saying he was a better animated cat than Kevin Spacey was. Well, now, if you think that Bill Murray was trash, just picture what you think that Kevin Spacey cat was. Well, uh, yeah, I, I see your point, Chris. But like, it, it, the problem is, it's you know, if it's if it's all true, it's a pattern of being like a predator, yeah. uh, like an uncontrollable pattern of being a predator potentially. But that... it's like, uncon- but it's only it was uncontrollable because of his status as a Hollywood player. If he wasn't a Hollywood player, if he was just some guy that worked at McDonald's, that shit mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened. They still <laughs> know it, no, it, happen it, it happens like- at all levels. No, I'm not saying, but I'm saying like it wouldn't it wouldn't have been out of control. Like somebody probably would have nipped that in the bud at at, at, at some point. Not necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's if also it's always it's hard to say that. Ross, you know what I mean? That's not happening. Say again. If he's not, if he's the night manager at Ross, that's probably not happening. Mm, right. He'd be surprised. You know, like if he's <laughs> yeah, if he's like working the deli calendar at Ralph's, he's probably not. He's probably not got. He's not in the opportunity to do that. I mean, and I hate to say this because this is going to sound so awful when I say, it, but fuck it anyway. If you're going to tell me that every that, that every especially male actor up until a certain point didn't use their celebrity to get laid, um, and and sometimes get laid where where maybe it was a little questionable about, about whether or not it was completely consensual, except for the fact that she came back to his room because he was a male celebrity. Then, then you know what you're naive. I mean, because because it did happen, and I'm not. And again, I'm not trying to say that it was right or wrong. Right. I'm just trying to say that we reached a part, part um, a point where people are so hypersensitive that we have to find somebody to go after. I mean, like they, you know, as anybody knows, we've quietly we've quietly canceled James Franco. Like we don't even talk about that one. Yeah. Like he's been quietly canceled. But the reason why we're not talking about that is because. He just, you know, he liked to bang a lot of young girls. Like it was, it was like it's, it, it's like what what we normally think Hollywood actors probably did. But oh my God, Kevin Spacey did it with young men, and and so we already have that 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 wow factor of oh my God, you can't do that. You cannot be a gay man doing something that 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 straight men have been doing for generation and generation in Hollywood because that's twice as bad now because he's also gay. Um, and so it's like, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not trying to defend what, what Kevin Spacey did. I'm just trying to say the pattern is no different than probably 90% of the uh, of the actors. I mean, you could tell me Zac Efron never has sex with a woman who doesn't want to have sex with Zac Efron. And it might be true, but it also might be they're having sex with Zac Efron because Zac Efron is on in movies and you see him all the time. And if that's not trading off on your celebrity to get laid, then I don't know what is. But I think. You know what, but I have to interject here and I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. What you're trying to say, I mean, when it comes to kids, young kids, period, that's a whole different issue. Yeah. And Zac Efron being able to sleep with whoever, as many girls. An 18 plus girl, yeah. An 18 plus girl, girl. Hold on, hold on. I saw, and then you, could you say, I'm sorry, like, I don't know if I, like, misunderstood what you were saying. 
So you're saying like the man, like a manager of a Ross probably wouldn't be doing this as opposed to someone like. No, he wouldn't have the opportunities to do this the way. And, and, and I the disagree. Thing, I the disagree. thing is right now, we, we don't know for a fact anybody underage had anything, you know, that, that Kevin Spacey did anything with anybody underage. that has been proven. Now, again, Anthony Rupp, who is um, who was from Rent, again, because that's the only real credit. And from Adventures and Babysitting, those are two big things you could probably equate him to. He said that he was, I think, seventeen at the time. Uh, I thought he was younger, or that maybe maybe he was maybe he was sixteen. Was he, was like but, but, but again, he's yeah. the only one that's come out and said that he was underage at the time. That they've actually that they've actually gone into any depth of, as far as looking into. Like now, again, maybe there's going to be more that's going to come out, and maybe like when this does become a legal case, if it ever does. Like I just seem to think that if 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 there was if there was enough evidence, I mean, look how quick they were to to lock Michael Jackson up. Um, as soon as somebody came forward and said he did something with with a minor, and and it's been four years now, and and Kevin Spacey has not had handcuffs on him once yet. Yeah, so, I, there's I, also I, a bunch of weird le- minors though. It's a completely different issue. If, you, if it yeah. was, then you're 100 right. Who the fuck you are. If, you know if, what if, I mean? If it if it was, then you're 100 percent right. Yeah. But if but until, but see, I just seem to think that if it really was minors, he'd have been arrested by now. Like I just can't. Imagine. Not necessarily because of the protection of Hollywood that you very much pointed out. They've they have allowed it to continue for minors of of both genders. And but have they been protecting him for the last four years? Because as far as I can tell, he's like a, a pariah now. Like, there's something weird with the court him? case where like they the judge just ruled that the um def, or the the plaintiff rather has to be identified. They've been secret i think because they were a minor i don't know it was a it's been a very weird complicated case with him this literally this whole time yeah like with le- like legal things that i just don't understand yeah, i just like to point out that i googled uh, uh kevin spacey's worst performance nine lives was number two edison force was number one i've never seen that as hell is edison force hey Pax, by the way made made the number three K-Pax was trash. I'll give you that. My dad just got <laughs> mad because he was like, K-Pax is just Starman with different leads. But I've never seen Edison <laughs> Force. So maybe that might be a good thing, though I'm kind of like intrigued now. Kevin Spacey's worst performance. I better have to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's also on. hard too to, to really talk about this case because he is a gay man and like a gay man, the gay leading man in Hollywood who was like portraying as, you know, straight for a long time before he came out as gay. Like, you know, uh, Hollywood still has a big problem with, you know, like it's it's fine that there are gay actors, but like it's also not fine because he was a leading man type. He wasn't like a tertiary character or a side character, no. like the stereotypical like "Hello, darling," like flamboyant gay character. So I also feel like a lot of the reason why uh, I mean, I'm, he did what he did. I'm not saying that he didn't do what he did. But I'm saying, like, I don't think he's gone. I, I feel like he hasn't had that same kind of protection that a person like a James Franco or like an Ar- Ar- Army Hammer would have as a straight male, well, straight male in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Because once he came out as gay, women stopped wanting to sleep with him because they thought he was gay. And then, like, you know, that's that's dollars out of people's pockets. And, you know, Hollywood gonna come for you if you take money out of their pockets. Well, you know, Kind of like, I don't mean to keep belaying the story because I know we should go on, but but just yeah, to, what, story. <laughs> to what Chris is saying, though, 
I, you know, tell me I'm wrong that if, if people knew he was gay, I mean, like a lot of people said that the rumor was out there for a long time, yeah. but, if, but if, if people had known he was gay, how many of the movies that he's, that he did in, in the, in the 10 years leading up to this happening, would he have not been cast in? Because I'd say, I'd say a lot, most of them, I'd say, I don't think he's, a, he's just the, the star of American beauty. Hell no. I'd say that there's a lot of movies that all of a sudden now he's not, you know, Hollywood is so inclusive until they're not. Yeah. And, and so, and so, you know what, you could almost understand why some actors, like always the rumors about uh, John Travolta, Tom Cruise, maybe they're true, maybe they're not true, but maybe they're smarter not to ever let anybody know because do they get the parts they get if anybody finds out that they're gay? Yeah. And that's, yeah. oh, you know, and so, yeah. And that's it's, a yeah. definite hangover from years past that is very slowly changing. But yeah, for those guys, it's, they're stuck with how the image that they came on the scene with, basically. Yeah. And Chris is 100% right. Kevin Spacey saying a guy is delicious and Army Hammer saying a guy is delicious is two completely different things. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to end that. Thank you, Joe. You always know the right way to end stories. Okay, so we're just getting to our main story, so let's get into it. The end of the school year is always an exciting time for students, especially with the publication of school's annual yearbooks. That's why students at Bart Tram Trail High School in St. John's County, Florida, after purchasing their $100 yearbooks, were dismayed to find that portraits of 80 female students had been altered with Photoshop to add extra clothing to their chest and shoulder areas. So can anyone give us the details about the story? Now, I just have to add one thing. Danny, you were the yearbook coordinator, right, for many years. So uh, you're, I'm going to be very interested to hear what you have to say. And because you and I both know about dress codes at school. Uh, at so Catholic it's going to be interesting. Okay, yeah. so can somebody add That's to a terrible the Photoshop, Jesus. Um, Elizabeth, go ahead. Um, yeah, it's the, they flipped through and they added, um, like, to theoretically to match the top of whatever girl uh, was in the photo. I, uh, now they allowed photos of the swim male swim team and their speedos. No questions asked, mm-hmm. no, mo- no modesty, no lengthening of, yeah, they're there right there. You know, no, no making them swim trunks, nothing like that. It's only the sinful, sinful girls and their naughty, naughty boobs and shoulders were, were altered. Um, and some girls I think said that, they were asked, they were like maybe wearing a jacket in some of the photos and asked to unzip it, I think to check for dress code violations. Well, and then and fighting it's two different stories. We're, two we're, different things. Okay, sorry. We're going to get into that. Then, then, I, then I rescind that. Because uh, the story gets weirder. Yeah. to that, Pete? Well, yeah. Take, I mean, take the football. Elizabeth kind of had all the broad strokes of it. Uh, but what happened basically was is that the school. Uh, they, they more or less took these photos. Nobody said anything. And then, um, a, one teacher who was the, um, who was the yearbook coordinator just arbitrarily decided to go in and very poorly use, um, uh, Photoshop to hide women's chests or shoulders because those are the two things you shouldn't see. Um, but at the same time, just like Elizabeth said, like there's photos of the guys from the, um, from, from the, um, from the swim team, swim team. in bikinis. Also, strangely enough, there's not one photo of the, the women's uh, swim team in, in their actual, um, you know, bathing suits, nothing like that at all. So it only has to do with women. 80 women, 80 young women were targeting this. 
And then, like I said, I don't want to jump ahead, but yeah, the story does kind of get weirder from there. Well, it sounds like whoever photoshopped this was turned on by these eighty plus women. Hey, hey, she could be turned uh, on. I have, I have to give a story about that because in middle school uh, at a winter dance, they did photo. You could go take a photo for everybody on a background, and um, I had there was a female photographer who said, "Why don't you lay down because you're tall?" And so I laid on my side with like my head on my hand kind of, but not really. And, and another girl was asked to do the same when we were both quite tall. And then they put all these photos on a bulletin board and I realized my photo was not up there and neither was hers. And I was later told it was because our photos were considered too sexual. And I definitely like had a bit of a chest and not a huge one, but I had a chest was developing in middle school and I did not ask to take the photo that way. I thought it was weird that I was told, <laughs> learned that information that anyone would consider two middle school girls being asked to lie on the floor is weird. And, but it was a female photographer. So there's definitely, and a lot of female staff who put together that bulletin board and it kind of hurt to, you know, I was not like a sexual 12 year old. It was very, and another, like uh, I could go on about the dress code thing. I'll just do one other one real fast. A friend of mine, very modest girl wearing a tank top at school, scolded for it. Another girl walked by in a skimpier spaghetti strap, strap tank top. And she said, well, why are you stopping me and not her? And they said, you have a reputation to maintain. She doesn't. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So like Pete said, it's this teacher. I think her name was like Ann Irwin or something like that. So she decided to make these changes. So my, let me ask you guys first, how would you have felt if they had like photoshopped your images from like high school? Like, I wish they would have photoshopped my braces out of my picture. I, like, a little skin clear, you know, a little skin, uh, like, skin blur, make me look better and less acne-ridden. But don't treat me like I'm some, like, filthy boudoir photo that I use for my, like, senior portrait. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just mm-hmm. so fucking ridiculous. I can't, I can't stand some of this dress code shit. Yeah. Because it only, it's only out to punish girls, teach teach that boys have no control and and i'm not outside of the yearbook obviously but that boy you're a distraction his education is more important than yours so you have to go leave and put on a sweater change whatever bullshit thing they do it's all about punishing girls it is not about actually enforcing anything worthwhile don't get me wrong you gotta learn to dress appropriately for situations that's one thing but it is like 99% of the time, never, ever addressed or enforced that way. It's always your naughty sexual body is distracting everybody else, and particularly the boys in class, and you you are the problem. Your body is the problem, and that's fucked up to hear when you're a teenager. Um, Joe and Chris, can you guys hold on to your comments real quick? Because um, we want to actually play something. Because it turns out that this is not the first time dress code issues became a main topic at this school, as 31 okay. female students were threatened with suspension back in March if they didn't change their clothing. Here's a local news story about the controversy in March. Let's watch. So girls wore sweatshirts with tank tops underneath and boys actually wore crop tops and short shorts. Now by the end of the school day, more girls had gotten dress coded than boys. I just want administrators to know that we don't think this is okay. We're not just going to sit here and let this happen because it's unfair and it's 
it's gross. Riley O'Keefe, a freshman at Bartram Trail High School, says she feels uncomfortable hearing about the way some girls were dress coded last Friday. Girls were getting, were being told to unzip their jackets to see what was underneath, to see if it was appropriate. The St. Johns County School District confirms that 31 girls received dress code violations on Friday. O'Keefe says on Monday, boys wore provocative clothing to stand in solidarity with the girls after they were dress coded. Some guys even wore skirts and wigs and tied up their shirts and they didn't get dress coded, which is crazy. The St. Johns County School District's dress code states that, quote, dress and grooming of students shall promote a positive educational environment and not disrupt the educational activities. O'Keefe says she believes the whole dress code should be changed to make it more of a girl's choice on what they want to wear. She even made a petition for this change, which received about 3,000 signatures so far. She claims boys get away with wearing tank tops when girls get instantly dress coded. think that it's outdated and it needs to be changed. So we actually have um, some of the dress code uh, standards that they want the, you know, the kids to abide by. So this is what we have. When it comes, this is exactly from them, from directly from the school. When it comes to boys' pants slacks, they must be worn at the waist. No boxer shorts or underwear may be visible. For the girls, it's a little bit more detailed. Tops and shirts must cover the entire shoulder, and they must be modest and not revealing or distracting. Midriff or cutout dresses and cutout tops may not be worn. Short skirts are not allowed. Skirts must be no shorter than four inches above the top of the knee. Revealing clothing, pajamas, and lingerie are not acceptable. Underwear must not be exposed. So let me go to Joe and Chris. I know you guys wanted to say something before that, and then we'll move on. Um, Joe, let's start with you, and then I'll go to Chris. Um, well, this is odd for me because I went to an all-boys Catholic high school, so everybody was just in a tie for their yearbook thing. But I do remember in, uh, in I went to a Catholic middle school, and again, it was always the girls and how was their skirt done, and nobody ever said anything about the boys. And the girls were a distraction, and I always wondered why is not the, why are the boys also not a distraction? That just seems like such a... It really does seem seem antiquated, and uh, 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 I remember Amy Ding Nicole always getting knocked for her for her skirt, and was, I didn't never, no one ever really thought it was a big deal, but they kept, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like a big, I don't know. I, I think that this is something that adults are way more uh, mm-hmm. freaking yeah. out about than actual students are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went to an all girl Catholic school, high school, and then I went to a, a Catholic school my entire life. So about the the uniform rule, they used to actually measure our skirts. They have. Did to they be- make you kneel? Because I've read that happens um, in a you lot know of what? schools, which is fucking that- inappropriate. And sometimes they make you kneel in front of the whole class, which is even weirder. There were some girls that would always hike them up, so that sure. you know, like I would, of course, I wasn't one of those girls, but um, I was <laughs> too afraid. But, that's <laughs> but like, I know some of my friends, you know, they, they would have them kneel, but that was very rare. But they would actually come with a ruler and they would check mm-hmm. to make sure that they were not, you know, no more than three inches above the knee. And it, to me, again, it was just something that was so normal. But even in elementary school where I was, you know, with boys and girls, mm-hmm. they used to do that to us all the time, too. So it's just, so yeah. if, if you're at an all girl school. So the excuse is not it being a distraction to the boys. So then what is the excuse? Is it a modesty thing? What yeah, was what mod- was the point of it? Yeah, modesty. And, just, and also that's something teachers. you're not teaching in school. 
Well, well you also, also have male teachers at the school. Me. Oh, it's a distraction, and the male teachers and those te- male teachers need to be fired. Well, one of the things I was telling Pete <laughs> earlier that True. I remember when we used to used to do uniform checks, and if we happened to be in class with a male teacher, the male teacher would step out, and one of the female teachers would come in because you know he was always like they were like, oh, we're not going to check your skirts and whatnot, because then that would just open a whole different can of worms. And That's also, fine. when I was a teacher at a Catholic school, I remember one time one of my friends who's male, he called my classroom, and then he says, Veronica, can you pop in here for a second? One of my students, I think it was a free dress day. He goes, I think what she's wearing is inappropriate, but I don't want to say anything. Will you, you know, when you tell me what you think. So I walked into the classroom and I looked. I mean, this was very inappropriate. I mean, the skirt was like, she would bend over and like, you know. And so he, but he didn't want to say anything. So then he had me like buster at recess or just, you know, go, hey, go to the office, call home. You need to get another skirt because he didn't want to get involved with that. So that's a whole different issue too. But I've been on both ends as a teacher and as a student. Chris, go ahead. Uh, well, first of all, you know, you asked the question, like, how would I feel if somebody uh, uh, told me how to dress at school and shit like that? Uh, if I was a girl, if any st- teacher came up to me and asked me about my dress code i would just simply ask i would make them uncomfortable as well how they're making me uncomfortable i'll be like hey are you trying to fuck me do you want to fuck me is that why you want is that why you're commenting it's like is that why you're looking at how i'm dressed because clearly you thought what i dress it's aggressive but it also it's that's how uncomfortable it is for me for a girl to have to be in front of a class kneeling or you measuring her shirt or you telling her that she has to call her mom and dad or whatever or go home and get a new uh, outfit that's bullshit so that's what I would first ask I'd be like are you trying to fuck me because if you're not then leave me the fuck alone secondly I don't even understand why there's a dress code in the first place let kids wear whatever, wear whatever the fuck they want to wear no matter what because at the end of the day if you're talking about a distraction everybody has a distraction it's called a smartphone Every single student at these schools now have a, a smartphone in their pocket. Some of them have more than one. So you think dress code is going to be a distraction? No, a motherfucking phone that has access to the entire world outside of that classroom is a motherfucking distraction. So dress code should just be gone, period, because that shit started in fucking 1812 when motherfuckers <laughs> used to wear gloves that went up to their elbows to eat sandwiches at a picnic. Those motherfuckers established those kind of dress codes, and that shit is, is done. It's done. Like... And also, too, it's still bullshit because the whole reason for a dress code is another way of like, again, like Elizabeth said, not holding people responsibility for their own urges. Like, no, y'all need to be teaching classes about how like, you can't touch girls on the leg just because their legs are showing. And maybe have that class instead of telling a girl, go home and put jeans exactly. on. Because she, uh, some guy might get turned on by him or your teacher might get turned on. And thirdly, mm-hmm. if it's adults uh, complaining about how like sexualized women are, are addressing, then maybe you should take those do- adults aside and ask them what kind of like proclivities that they have in their mind. Cause maybe they're into young girls and maybe they should be working at that school. So maybe like look internally before you put it all on the students, because these are just teenagers trying to live their best life. High school is literally their entire world. They ain't thinking about, you know, what's how you feel about how they're dressed. And they're trying to figure out how they're they're trying to move through life and express themselves and grow and, and being human beings. And that's already complicated enough. They don't need to add other bullshit that, that has nothing to do with them on top of what they already are dealing with, especially in a world like today with them having smartphones and, you know, you know, you got to worry about getting shit at school, but then you can go home and keep getting bullshit from Facebook, from Instagram, from ever, all these other social media things. Like it's, it's ridiculous that this still exists. 
Okay, Pete. Then I'm going to go to Danny. Go ahead, Pete. Well, I mean, to to kind of make the story even more creepy, I, I don't I I don't know if they said this in the um, interview uh, that we were watching before, but there there was a day. Like, they did tell the story about the 31 girls in the same day getting targeted for dress code violations. But what they probably didn't talk about there was that there were male teachers going up to to um, young girls in the hallways, telling them that they were. Um, they thought that they were um, in violation of the dress code, sending them down to an office where there were several other teachers who would judge them on their dress, including one girl who said she was she had just come from gym and was wearing a, a, a long sweatshirt, um, uh, um, sweat jacket zipped all the way to the top. And underneath it, all she had was a sports bra on and she was made to take off her jacket and stand there in a bra while they while they told That's her. That unfucking she, believable. Yeah, that she was definitely in violation of the dress code. Um, yeah, but of course, she said, she said there's no way they could have known she was yeah. in the dress code if they didn't make her to Undress home. me. If you didn't undress me, I wouldn't yeah, be in violation the, of dress The undressing the jacket thing is the most ridiculous part. Is if, the, if all 31 of those girls were wearing jackets in the first place, then they're covered. So what's yeah. the issue? Why are you yeah. making them unzip in the first that's place? That's yeah. extreme, though. I mean, that's very, very extreme. Yeah. Um, Danny, I want to hear what you have to say. <clears throat> and I, I know you won't be in agreement, some of you, but this is why I've always enjoyed the thought of school uniforms. You know, kids, yeah, they need to express themselves, but at school, you're there to learn. You're not there to show off your new shoes or that you have the the coolest, you know, shirts and style. No, you know, wear the same thing everybody else wears. You know, I see Chris shaking his head, but that, yeah. Yes, but, um, I, 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 you know, working at the Catholic school, um, Veronica, I don't know if you remember the Christmas scandal. You know, this was in middle school with the middle school Christmas performance. The kids were supposed to wear black and white. And this one girl had a, a short skirt, but it was appropriate enough. She had her white um, shirt, but she wore a black jacket um, over it. Well, once you're seen on the bleachers, on the risers, it gets warm. She took her jacket off. She had the white shirt, but it was so revealing. You saw that she was wearing a red bra. I and, and she was kind of developing, you know, a little bit more than others. So everybody started looking at each other. And I got a text message from one of the parents. Like, do you see that? I'm like, see what? What are you talking about? And then the light was on her. and She was in a standing in a way where everybody could see her. And it was just very, very inappropriate. You know, so after that, it, the school kind of cut down on on stuff like that. And to the point where you had to actually bring to the dress rehearsal what you were going to wear, and it had to be approved. And if you deviated from that, then you would get written up. But this is why you just avoid stuff like that, and you have a school uniform. You know, that way everybody's picture looks the same, and you're, you're, you kind of save yourself from that. Yeah. And it's easier to make the yearbook. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Elizabeth, and I'll go to Joe. I mean, I don't totally disagree with the idea of uniforms because it also eliminates a lot of other, uh, you know, like social issues in a certain way of like, oh, I don't have the latest thing. I don't have the, you know, I'm not in fashion. Maybe my family can't afford the fancy jeans and the fancy top or whatever, but we can all afford the the khakis and the polo shirts we got to wear because you don't even have to get super fancy with the uniform. I mean, my, my young niece and nephew have like a uniform for their like little, you know, pre-K thing and all of this is little khakis and polo tops. 
you know, part of me is like, that's young for uniforms, but whatever, neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, so that's why I don't totally hate the idea of uniforms because also the dress code policies are just in some cases impossible to meet if you're a girl based on what they're selling in stores. Sometimes you just can't win with short length. And like, you can't find shorts that are a proper length because maybe you're taller than the average build or you're shorter or whatever skirts, you know, the whole, you know, tank tops, the whole nine. And like I said before, these are, you know, I actually, I think Buzzfeed did a thing where a woman tried to dress to meet school dress codes with like what she currently had or what was popular. And it was like damn near impossible to meet just even as a grown woman. And like, while you're still trying to figure those, your body out, you know, your body is immediately targeted as something bad and wrong, something to be hidden away in a very negative way because it is distracting and bad to other people. It's like, like I said before, it's a whole psychological mindfuck, you know, that messes with your self-esteem makes sex bad and weird and it shouldn't even brought up be brought up in these instances in the first place and then i also you know they this dress code stuff can be targeted in a really negative way too like i said my one friend uh got scolded because she was a good girl and she just happened to be wearing a tank top and they didn't care about the quote-unquote bad girl who walked by like how is that fair to anybody and how is that treating you know anybody with respect which is theoretically part of what you're supposed to be learning in school too i just you know that's i'm actually kind of totally for uniforms in that sense because yeah it's just such a minefield like i was taller and i have long arms but so how do i find a pair of shorts that fits me that's fingertip length that used to be the measurement you know you hold your arms at your sides and have to kind of like scrunch a shirt in a certain way be like yeah yeah they count and i'm not like a flashy gal who's like trying to show off or anything like that (laughs) (laughs) and i'm you know and i'm struggling at 14 to wear shorts in school it's just uh it's such a it's a minefield that doesn't have to be there for teenage girls in particular yeah yeah go ahead joe okay first of all uh get back to this whole photoshopping the yearbook which i think is really kind of bananas and extreme this this teacher that did this i'm pretty sure her favorite show is a Handmaid's Tale for yeah. all the wrong reasons. She probably has a poster. <laughs> oh, she is Aunt Lydia. Woo. All right. Exactly. And secondly, you're in a high school. That's don't so like don't the teacher who has no idea how to use Photoshop do it. <laughs> Have a couple of the kids come That's in and sure. do it and make it like really cool. Like like if you read in there that they like Star Trek and their yearbook thing, put them in a Star Trek uniform or have them holding like a pile of kittens or like just some really cool stuff so that when they look at it, it's not like oh my gosh, That's I put a black point. splotch over it. It was like. Oh my gosh! Look like like I'm you know I'm fighting the Incredible Hulk in my yearbook photo. Stuff like that that would actually be really cool. But no, the, the, yeah. she puts a black that like it wasn't even good Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Come on, like you can find two bar. people in that school that can do killer Photoshop that could have done some amazing stuff with those things. Yeah, and it's and those I you were showing the original photos. Sorry, I'll I'll be quick. The original photos, you know, the side by side. It just they were it's, it's teenage girls in like a, a v-neck or a scoop neck top it's so in, it's such an insane overreaction but it's, yeah. it's like fucking yeah, carry it's like I can, photoshop is i can it's, see it's your like dirty pillows like, like what the splash. fuck <laughs> um, yeah 
Um, I mean, I know that we've got to kind of move on from this, but, but, you know, in doing the research earlier, you know, I looked into the county that this, this took place in and, you know, again, we, we bashed the conservatives earlier, so I don't want to go too far into this, but at the same time, it's 90, 91% white, um, the, the, uh, that, that area, um, they voted for Trump. 64% of the vote went to Trump there. Um, only 23% went to Biden. Um, it identifies as, is predominantly Christian of course. on their, on their website. They're very proud of the fact that they have a Jewish center. Um, which <laughs> and this is, is in Florida, right? There. This is in, this is in St. John's County, Florida, Florida. Yeah. You know, and it just feels to me so much like, Another case of like Christian conservatives that yeah. love to tell women what to do exactly. and, and have a totally different standard when it comes to men. And yeah. it's, you know, it's just it's it's horrific. And, and again, I don't I don't know why, you know, just to kind of buttonhole our whole show today. I don't know why any Jewish people would be too thrilled for to vote for Republicans right now when you've got one fucking lunatic talking about how how wearing a mask is, equates to six million Jews dying in the Holocaust. Wow. I don't know why yeah. any woman would want to vote for Republicans when now not only can't you do what you can't you do what you need to with your own body, you also can't put clothes on it that that you want on your body because they'll they'll legislate that now away from you too. I mean, it's just it's so ridiculous that we that in the twenty first century that this country is still so puritanical in certain ways and so abysmally behind the times on every other aspect of things, but the whataboutism is still okay. Oh, hey. sure. Marjorie Taylor Greene says this, but what about that person saying something else? Mm-hmm. Like, I've said it before, and I will say it again. White women love policing other women, and this is a oh, yeah. huge case of that. Oh, yeah. That, white women, white women that, hate, that is their favorite thing to do. White, white women... Not- you know, conservative white women in particular love policing other people and other women in particular. That's why that teacher went through that book. She probably didn't like half of the girls that uh, she photoshopped for whatever arbitrary fucking reasons. You know what What? I also want to say? Like, I mean, Danny, you know better than this, than anybody here. Doing a yearbook is like a full-time job. It is so so much work to do this. And how did she find time to add all this Photoshop to like yeah. everything else that she had to do to put this yearbook together? She did a terrible job with the Photoshop. It wouldn't have taken that long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like too. that's like not even basic Photoshop. Yeah. I know. Thing it, too, it's if you're, incredible. If you know, she probably had no life, isn't getting any, and she was taking it out on all the girls she thought were cuter than her. But when you're in the, and I see this a lot with Christians, not just Catholics, but Christians, when they're like, <laughs> how come young people are, are, are walking away from the church? Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But see, okay, look, and I'm going to say something that might not be a very popular opinion with everybody on the panel, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, So as I I used to be a Catholic school teacher, and I do believe that there should be some dress codes, but I think it should go. But the thing is, I mean, there's certain extremes, like that example that I gave you guys a while ago, you know, there was this one girl who just really, you know, she just liked to get in trouble a lot. She wanted to get sent home a lot. And that was a fact. Like she would just during free dress days, she would wear the most inappropriate clothes. Oh, you know what? You're going to get sent home. All right, cool. I get to be sent home. To me, that wasn't appropriate. And I'm not being a prude. You guys know me. I'm not a yeah, prude. There's kids who are, who are always going to push the lid. I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm like, yeah. I don't need to see that. I really don't. And it's not that I'm looking, but I mean, how could you not look? It's right in front of me. And then a whole different issue too is teachers also have dress codes too. You know, I mean, and that's a whole different ballpark. I mean, also, the way that some female teachers, you know, are seen by what they're wearing 
like, you know, like exposed shoulders, you know, we couldn't wear at school. I could not wear what I'm wearing right now because my shoulders are exposed. I mean, that changed eventually. But when I first started teaching, this was not allowed. Covered up to here, right? I mean, I, but this wasn't allowed. So when people are saying, you know, I think the problem is distracting. How do you define when a girl Mm -hmm. is being distracting? And that's where the whole issue comes into, like, how are bare shoulders, you know, distracting to boys? Exactly. I mean, it is. It, it is beyond ridiculous. In my yeah, a good pair of jeans could be distracting. Maybe, so. maybe I just want to say, you know how hot it makes me when I see your shoulders. <laughs> well, that's where the puritanical stuff <laughs> yeah, comes in because you're right, Veronica. There's there are kids who will always push the limit. You can tell yeah. them they have they have to do whatever, and they will always find a way to break the rule. And unfortunately, not or probably not in that girl's case, but in some cases, sometimes when they do dress that outlandishly or for that kind of attention there's something bad going on behind the scenes and it is kind of a cry for help in some case in some cases not all but some um which is worth considering um but that's and that's like you said the distraction thing is what when is it a distraction and why is the distraction such a priority over just focusing on you know getting people to focus back on the education part and like like i've said you know the idea that the boy because you could be distracting the boy in class. His education is more of a priority than your education. And you are being exactly. able to sit there and continue to learn when you should be telling the boy, fucking look in your book or fucking look at the board. Stop looking at her shoulders. You know, it's. Yeah, stop objectifying somebody. It's yeah. Stop objectifying somebody. But, but we can't do that. We have to instead. just Nope. The boys are uncontrollable lust beasts who must be allowed to run wild at all costs damn the consequences girls must be punished for even going you know near the pen or or daring to walk near by the pen with these uncontrollable lust beasts in it like that's that's the whole double standard mm. it is the yeah. biggest fucking pile of bullshit that pisses me off <laughs> no, it really is and the fact that like pete said based on his research that there were male teachers mm-hmm. that were checking these girls you know like with the one girl that was just wearing a sports bra I know for a fact, and I can say, I can count Danny in this, one of my best friends, he was a teacher with me, and now he's a principal, he would always have, like, you know, these dilemmas where he didn't want to go into that territory Mm -hmm. when it was free dress, so he would always drag me into it and say, you know what, I'm not touching this, I'm not saying anything to that girl because she's wearing something inappropriate because he didn't want to have anything to do with that, and, you know, he was smart for doing that. But the fact that some of these male teachers don't give a shit and they're having girls take off their jackets when they only have sports bras underneath, this yeah. is a whole different issue, too. There's so many layers to this. Yeah. It's worse than what Kevin Spacey did. It is. <laughs> well, I don't know. We don't know what Kevin I don't know about that. And so I'm going to go to Chris, and I'm going to ask the final question tonight. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I just wanted to say real quick, uh, Uncontrollable Lust Beast sounds like a really problematic character from Harry Potter series. That's all I want. Or like a out. really cool, <laughs> like a really sick punk band. Or the, yeah. the next, the next That's also Lost X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncontrollable Lust Beast. So the school then apparently is um, offering a refund to the parents that were not happy that this was done to their children's pictures. So my final question to you guys tonight is, is that enough? Or do you think they should reprint a whole new yearbook? I was going to ask, so you just get the money back? You don't get the nice yearbook? I mean, in all fairness, uh, I just, uh, I had, like, my old yearbooks uh, from, like, school. Uh, You know what I ended up doing to save space and time? I ripped off the covers and kept those. 
shut everything that wasn't my page or like friends pages and now i have a nice condensed little stack um i i i one year i didn't want to buy a yearbook and my mom yelled at me about it and now she was like oh yeah you can throw out your yearbooks so i was like what the, why did you make me buy a yearbook if you were gonna and they're so back? expensive they're so expensive i know and, I don't know if that it's not enough because you you know you went in for picture day wearing what you thought you were gonna wear. I don't know, you know how dressed up or not. You know, some of it looked casual, but some of it looked like senior portrait yeah. too. Yeah, you know, the note senior portraits cost a shitload of money. Uh, it's not enough because some weirdo went and altered your kid's image without your permission for no real good reason. So it's no. <laughs> okay, Chris. Uh Okay, uh, I'm actually kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum. I actually kind of think that that is enough because two reasons. One, yearbooks and shit, all the shit that they get you for like high school, like yeah. graduation rings and all that other shit is fucking hell of expensive. And the fact that they're letting you keep the book and you get your money back is a great deal. Secondly, it's kind of a badge of honor, low key, because like if this becomes a big enough story and shit changes because of that, well, now you have a piece of memorabilia, like a piece of history. Okay. Like, you know, you right. guys were the spark that lit the flame that changed, you know, school policy. Burned down the empire. Like, <laughs> so I think it's a great deal because if nothing else, at the end of the day, when high school is over and you don't give a shit about it anymore, because most of them probably won't because they're going to move on and do better things with their lives than, you know, worry about what happened in high school. You can look back on that and kind of laugh because at the end of the day, that Photoshop is so hilariously bad. How can you not look back on it and, and laugh about it? I mean, it's going to be a great piece. Like that's going to be something that you can show to your friends at a dinner party and be like, Hey, look, this is what happened to me in high school. Look at this shitty Photoshop. Yeah. And when their children don't want to learn Photoshop, you could say, look, is this you work at a high school because you didn't get an education, <laughs> you're going to have Photoshop that looks like this. <laughs> well, you know, sadly, there really isn't anything else they can do because um, in, in actually when they when the kids took their photos, um, they were given something that said that if the uh, administration of the school deemed their their outfits inappropriately, that they may adjust the photos. Wow. So this was actually actually out there prior to these kids taking the picture. So the fact that they're that they're even giving them their money back is just a concession because it became yeah. a news story. Really, um, I didn't know. Really, that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know I had to sign a so fucking then, NDA for my fucking high school. No, but that's that, that's crazy. But but you know what? Again. Also, on top of that, like, what more do they want? I mean, these kids, the yearbook is not is not like meant to be a thing where, oh, my God, let me go look at my photo to see to see me from them, because I'm sure every one of these kids has a million photos of themselves. Yeah. It's to see everything else that happened in the school that year. It's to mm-hmm. see all your friends and everything else. And they didn't Photoshop like like the kids in the hallway or people hanging out in the quad or whatever the hell they called it. Um, oh, it's like yeah. If you if you did more, it'd be just another example of giving these these kids more than they deserve uh, over nothing. And so probably this is about the best they could hope for, and yeah. they should be happy with it. I mean, it's stupid. It should never happen. It's a bad, dumb story. It's a good story for us to talk about because mm-hmm. it's so stupid. But beyond that, it's a non-entity. I, yeah, I think to Chris's point, though, yeah, I think it, it, you know, if nothing else, it could hopefully kick off a change to the dress code or like clearer dress code, you know, 
yeah. stuff. So yeah, maybe it's maybe it's uh, not the end of the world in that not, sense. Not- and then yeah, twenty on uh, twenty years later, when you've lugged them from apartment to apartment, at some point you will flip out and probably chuck them in a dumpster. <laughs> but <laughs> there the are quality of yearbooks Florida. out there because some of us who were yearbook coordinators spent tireless hours putting a good book out there and the one thing like i i think one one of you mentioned that why do you want to look by a yearbook when you're only in there once or twice at best no we had a checklist i had my little student committee make sure that everybody was represented not just you know three times but we up to five seven times and they had a checklist to make sure uh because you want to buy a yearbook and you want to see yourself you know, other than just your class photo, you want to see yourself in other, you know, activities and, and, and whatnot. And a lot of our pictures were candid. So I'm proud of the books I made at that school. You know, I've gotten compliments for them and I know that a lot of people still treasure them. So and I'm I wish someone would have photoshopped our chess club photo because that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, my braces, by the worst braces that I saw. No, but Danny, I do have to give you credit. I know you worked so hard on the yearbook committee. You put in so many extra hours that you didn't have to do. So you were a very good kick-ass yearbook mm-hmm. coordinator. So Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show for tonight. We went a little over tonight, but that's okay. So um, we'll see you back here again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Bye, everyone. Have a good night and stay safe. Bye. Dan, the-